Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. I did a thing again. You know what I did? I just sent, and it's sad, you know, but it this was absolutely nuts. This is my internal update, personal update. So I gave an update on casual talk. I don't think I ever did an update on crypto talk radio because this just happened really quickly last week. I might've gave a brief update, but what happened was I found a company that was willing to take my company. That's basically guaranteed money to get the heck out of Nevada. No problem. So I was going to go all in and I was cool with it. And I seemed pretty cool. They said, yep, you're all good to go. Do you sign this? And okay, so I signed this and, you know, they have some money and I had to pay some money to my company to back it and all that. Everything looked good. Then they come back and they're like, yeah, you need to sign up for Amazon Hub. And I'm like, I know what Amazon Hub is. It's a decent service for people that want to use it, you know, outside of 7-Eleven down there. But it's an optional thing, right? It's, it's not something for us. Apparently, apartment complexes all across the U.S. now they're forcing this Amazon hub to where every the drivers, they have the autonomy to basically say, screw your door. We're just going to drop it to the hub because it's easy for us. Cause we don't have to go hunt your door down. I'm like, absolutely no, no, because if it's an Amazon something, I don't really care if it's like an Amazon something and they have to use their hub. Cool. But to force every package. So I was asking her, it's like, well, wait a minute. You're telling me that if the box is too, too dang big to fit in hub, they're just not going to deliver? Well, no, they're going to go to the door. No, 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 no. They will always deliver to the door when I tell them to because the kind of stuff I get is expensive stuff. Like, I actually had a PS5 delivered to me. It Now, that's an oversized box. That's not going to fit in the hub. The point is, I have a lot of expensive stuff. The equipment for my endeavors, right? Laptops. We're talking thousands of dollars of stuff being shipped. No. It does not go to a hub. It comes to my door. Just knock on the freaking door. The excuse was, well, it'll stop from getting stolen. Look, I understand, but at the end of the day, to me, that's on me. It's on me. If I don't get the package, I work from home. It's not like I go to work and then I'd be concerned. If I were, then I might want to optionally use the dang service to do that. And then I'd rather it be left at the office. Apparently that's not an option. So I was like, no, 
can I opt out of this? She's like, yeah, but you're probably not going to get your packages. That's not acceptable. Well, you can call the carriers. No, it's you tell them. If the tenant does not want to use this great service, you are required to deliver to their door. Deal with it. And apparently they want us to kind of own that. Well, it's not time. I'm My plan was to ship some stuff up there because it would be convenient, right? I could just ship it ahead of myself so that I don't have to put it in storage. It's cheaper. So now I'm kind of scrambling. I'm like, okay, that's not going to work. Then I plan to buy a car so that I could drive up there. So I asked for a garage and it's expensive what they wanted. So I already knew, okay, they probably don't have a lot of garages, but they have them available because it's showing me prices. It's telling me different sizes. She gets on the phone and she's like, yeah, we don't have any garages right now. We can give you a carport. Do, do, do. And I'm like, as long as the carport is literally right in front of my door. Well, here's a map. We can show you where it is. No, you're not understanding me. If it was a garage, I wouldn't be hit by the elements. Right. Okay. If you don't have it, that's not going to work. And they're not understanding. It's like, well, why are you even showing me prices? Why are you letting me choose a garage when you don't have it? Then the internal of the unit wasn't that great, but I didn't care because I just didn't get out of Nevada. But the point is, if I can't have a connection to garage, why are you offering that to me? Number one. Number two, forcing this Amazon hub crap. And I'm like, no, it's not going to work. So this is a very highly rated unit. And I'm assuming apartment and I'm assuming people are just kind of easy to please. Cause like this stuff is crazy. Like I've never seen this. So I, I, she just sent an automated email. I can tell it's automated saying, yeah, you're good to go. You're all approved. Go ahead and set up your electricity and set up your cable after months of just trying to find a company that would not discriminate in this regard. I finally find one. And then there's all these hoops and all these things they don't tell you up front. So I had to send an email literally at the same time she sends automated and just says, withdraw the app because I'm not going to do an Amazon. Like I could deal with the carport thing, but the Amazon hub, no, 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 uh-uh, no. Packages come to the door. It is what it is. I'm not going to deal with this crap of USPS won't deliver to the mail to the door. And then now packages don't come to the door. No, I work from home. Sometimes I want to go get the package when I'm in the freaking skivvies, right? So I can do that now. So I've had to go back and do some more searching. And I just said, I'm going to have to do a house. And I don't like that because I, I'm trying not to spend extra money. It is what it is. That's my story in my life, folks, is I can't even get a freaking normal way of life. And, you know, if you're not in the U.S., you're like, is this guy crazy? I'm telling you, this is how bad it is out here. Anyways, let's get in some crypto. There's a couple of things that just came to my attention, and I think you're going to want to be uh, informed about what's going on here. Right away, I'm going to apologize if I sound like I'm like coughing or halfway coughing or whatever the allergies are absolutely kicking my tail. So that's what that is. I'm perfectly okay. As far as I know, it's just allergies kicking my tail and I really need to get out of Nevada and this whole business really sent me for a loop. So right off the jump, let's look at prices. Prices are, are trending upward and people said, yeah, you see that light stream, you know what he's talking about. Doot, doot, doot. And I still maintain, I said that we're going to buy some time in the early parts of December, but we are going to see the crap out closer to Q1. And then for the duration of Q1, I think we're going to crap out. There was a bunch of money shifted across over to Binance, which Bitcoin, which indicates potentially a sale forthcoming. People didn't believe when I said, I see red skies ahead. That's what I see. People can interpret the graphs however they choose to. I'm just sharing what I see that although we're seeing some green right now, I see the long play is going to be very painful before we get to true recovery. I still maintain this right now. Enjoy it for what it is. If you had from when it was lesser priced before, you might consider taking profits to make sure that you stay safe. Or if you're a long-term holder, by all means, do that as well. 
But then the big news that came out was around Coinbase Wallet. I used Coinbase Wallet ages ago. It was the very first wallet I ever used. I thought it was crap. Apparently, they've improved it since. This recent news tells me that they've gone back on that because apparently Coinbase Wallet sending support for four of the main coins that are out there. One of them doesn't surprise me, but the rest do. Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum Classic, XRP from Ripple, and Stellar XLM. I gave an update on Twitter about the fact that Coinbase had, the, the actual exchange, had discontinued the 4% rewards for the Coinbase card for Stellar XLM. That had been there for a long time. I was certainly abusing it. And so now seeing that Coinbase Wallet is ending support for these, there's a couple of things I want to call out here. First of all, it should really bother you that a so-called decentralized wallet is making the arbitrary decision not to support tokens for you. If you choose to trade whatever that's available to you, the wallet should not be, in my opinion, making that decision for you. The wallet, in my opinion, should not be dictating what it will or will not allow you to trade. The wallet, in my opinion, should sit in the back and follow orders. Otherwise, it's not really a non-custodial wallet. It means, as I've said before, both here and YouTube, CryptoTalkRadio.net overall, we don't really have decent. This action from Coinbase Wallet, and like I said, it doesn't bother me personally. It bothers me. It's ethical. It's, it's like, if you're going to be a decent wallet, you shouldn't be making the decision about what you're going to allow your customers to trade. So if you have interest in Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum Classic, Ripple XRP, or Stellar XLM, I'm going to recommend you to jump ship on the wallet away from Coinbase Wallet. I also would say if you don't like a wallet, which is supposedly decent and supposedly your own custody, I would suggest that you choose a different wallet and get the heck away from Coinbase Wallet as quick as possible. So here's the steps. If you have it right now and you plan to keep it, you'll need to, you'll, they're not going to be supported. You can withdraw, but they're not going to be supported. Coinbase claims it's because of quote, low usage. The bottom line is the usage would have declined because of what's happened overall in 2022, which is a bearish sentiment. I don't think it's attributable to the tokens themselves. I think there's more to it. I think they chose tokens that are more likely to be considered securities under U.S. law. Tenfold me all you care to, but that's what I believe, ladies and gentlemen. So there's some altcoins out there that I'm going to talk about because they're getting eyes on the prize. I think they're mostly crap, but I'm still going to call them to attention just so you're aware. And I want you to take a look at them. Don't take my word for it. I want you to take a look at them. First is the Huobi token. Huobi, of course, is an exchange. Is an exchange. There were chattings, chatterings about Wobi possibly merging with another exchange so that Wobi as its current form would no longer exist. I forget what exchange it was that they were talking to, but I think that caused a little bit of a pump. People were paying attention and saying, okay, this might be what it is. And the real big thing about Wobi, its token was the very first to be backed by a nation overall. I don't think that means anything in my opinion. So here's where this went. The Wobi themselves, Wobi itself, started airdropping Dominica coin. The Dominica coin is an actual cryptocurrency issued by the Caribbean island of Dominica. And what it can use, you can use it for, it can help support the KYC for the Dominica digital identification. So this created a little bit of a bullish sentiment. It's a use case. It's a utility. No problem. I don't think it'll last, but I call it to attention because you may want to take a look at it. Another one's called Dash to Trade. Dash to trade, what it does is today when we talk cryptocurrency and we chat about graphs and we chat about sentiment, we chat about what's going on, we're using different tools. Different people use different tools. Some use Trading Desk. 
Some use coin trading view, sorry. Some use, you know, uh, coin market cap by itself. Some use coin gecko, which they shouldn't, but it is so on. There's tons of tools, Dex tools that we use in order to do this analysis and then present it to you guys. Well, we want to also share tools for you guys that may be helpful. That's why I talk about market move for the Binance Smart Chain. Dash to trade, the problem it tries to solve is to centralize all these different things into one unified dashboard interface. So this idea of tracking sentiment, data analysis, strategy, trading signals, buy and sell opportunities, social sentiment, on-chain analysis for trending tokens, tokens that look like they're going to be something long-term, building up social trading strategies, finding out about scoring for pre-sales, how confident are we in the pre-sale and its success, listing announcements to new cryptocurrencies, competitions for trading, created a strong bullish sentiment in that one. That's called Dash to Trade. You want to check it out. Robot Era Taro, NFT-based game, uh, play to earn. If you're interested in that one, take a look at that one. I'm not going to go deep into it because I don't think it's going to work, but they have had a lot of um, money generated so far, and there's a DAO behind it. So if you're going to check it out, I recommend to do Robot Era. Check that out. And then IMPT. IMPT is directly around climate change. What they're doing is that you might have heard about carbon credits and the idea of supporting eco-sustainability around the world. That's what this is for. And you can receive these tokens as rewards. You can trade them for carbon credits. Then you can trade all this on the blockchain. This has gotten attention because of the chatter around climate change and everything else. One other one I'll call out because I saw potential strong, you know, opportunity on it was Calvaria, RIA, Duels of Eternity. It's a game. And what it does is it takes NFTs and it puts them inside the game. So I talked about the whole Valkyrie, Valkyrie Crusade, same basic concept, but just not the same art. This has, it's on pre-sale right now. There's people who have a lot of interest in what it's potentially going to do. There's a DAO behind it. So I might want to check that out. Calvaria, uh, RIA. Ethereum. People are seeing that Ethereum is doing its slight pumps. However, as I said, it's, it's going to struggle, in my opinion, in Q1. I don't think that's a long-term, you know, it's dead in the water type of thing. I think it'll recover, but it's going to be a while before it does. However, BNB, the Binance coin, has been holding very strong. It's held its position very well, actually climbing very nicely. It is expected to recover even better than many of the other ones out there, and it's the top performer right now. So do check out the Binance coin BNB. And if you're wondering in the United States about getting the BNB because we can't get on Binance.com. I'm pretty sure it's not on Binance.us. Maybe it is. But if you're having concerns getting it, pretty much every exchange will sell you BNB. So you can get BNB almost everywhere. Every central exchange can do it. If you don't want to go to the central exchange, you want to say Descend. What I recommend to you is Elk Finance, Elk.Finance. And Elk Finance will let you convert pretty much, let's say, Ethereum, right, to BNB using their uh, ElkNet and their bridge. So you can do it that way. You also can use EverBridge. That will let you do it. There's multiple ways you can get BNB if you want to. Get in on the BNB trend that's happening right now. I'm not telling you to. I'm saying if you do, you don't have to do Central. Just Central is the easiest way to do it. Bitcoin started giving out some bullish signals. I believe they're fake outs for anybody who's curious. I believe that they're designed to trick people into buying in doesn't mean that Bitcoin's not going to thrive long-term, but in the short term, I don't think this is going to sustain, and I do think it's going to go down, and I still estimate my 12K roughly about the beginning of Q1 of 2023 long-term. 
the FTX fiasco seems to be calming down a little bit. There's still a lot of smoke, but it seems to be calming down a little bit. However, lawmakers in the United States are starting to do more probing on the crypto exchanges overall. And this is the first step for them to try to get their hands wrapped around consumer protection. So when we think about Binance, mostly Binance US, but Binance, we think about Coinbase, Bitfinex, Gemini, Kraken, KuCoin. What's happening is that one senator is going on a mission, going rogue, to try to find out about consumer protections. So what they're trying to understand is if something goes south, again, like at FTX, and we knew it about it in advance, what are you doing to try to help, help keep people safe? Now, with one senator doing this, I want to call something out. You got to ask yourself why all of Congress would not want to be interested in this. You got to ask yourself why there's only one person show. Like every time you turn around, it's like one person show asking about this kind of stuff. And the irony is he knows the answer. The answer is that there's no such thing as FDIC on the cryptocurrency side. It's only cryptocurrency has not been regulated. And as a result, there is not any protection. Your protection is yourself and not leaving your coins in there not your keys, not your coins. So do I think that it's going to go anywhere? No, but I do think it's interesting that he's asking the question. I just am disappointed that there's not more people in Congress actually asking the question that I think they should, because it's frankly their job. If we were talking about, again, a Madoff or anything about on the fiat side, you'd have everybody bogging down on that. But when it's cryptocurrency, they seem to be afraid and they're tiptoeing around it. That's a U.S. government thing. We do see that there were bans like in other countries. That's their action. That's their response. But the United States seems to take a soft touch to it. I never have understood why, but it is what it is. Speaking about international shores, Vladimir Putin is calling for an international blockchain-based payment system, which I find interesting because all of the chatter, mostly coming from the United States government, that Vladimir Putin is completely evil and he's going to use this for illicit means and he's our enemy and all this other kind of stuff. But imagine this, he's asking for an international blockchain-based payment system, which is something that the United States has hesitated to do because they want to keep the legacy system in place because the legacy system supports private banks. And the private banks benefit from the slowness. They benefit from the slowdown. That's how they keep themselves solvent, is to keep the broken system in place. This that he's being that's being proposed by Putin is actually changing the game. It should have been done years ago. Will it go somewhere? I say no. But I do think that him talking about it makes him puts him in a different light. It makes the United States look like the evil person because they're blocking it. They're doing everything, energy uses do, 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 and everything to harm blockchain and harm blockchain-based payments. And they want to create a you know digital stable coin that's fully tracked and fully documented. And you can't, there's no privacy, so it completely derails the intent of the thing. So what he said here in a, one of their newspapers was quote. It's possible to create a new system of international payments based on digital currency technologies and distributed registries, much more convenient, but at the same time completely safe for participants and independent of banks and third-party interference. This is him saying our current system where you rely on banks to get stuff done is fundamentally flawed, and we can get away from the dependence on banks. I would disagree with, in the international, at least the United States, I would disagree with the idea that we can completely get rid of banks because of the reliance on fiat. That is never more apparent than me trying to purchase a car and having them uh, trying to force me to give them a cashier's check, which you can only get from a physical bank. They say for a wire transfer, which is an immediate transaction, they have to wait five days for it to clear. Our current system favors physical banks. It's skewed towards physical banks. 
everything we do at some level is skewed to our physical banks. The irony is that it's skewed away from paper money, skewed towards electronic transactions, AKA your debit card, which is what they want to use because your debit card is traced back to you as an individual and it tracks all the different transactions, what you bought on, so they can sell your information so they can market to you stuff you don't really want. Tinfoam all you care to, I'm pretty happy to see that Vladimir Putin, or at least somebody, is talking common sense. Will it become a thing? I say no. But that's what we got on deck. It's a lot of craziness. I just published a video on YouTube. Check that out about Lily Finance and where we're at. I'm not going to talk about it here because my food's on the way. But the Lily Finance is not getting any better. I still don't know what to think of it. I'm not going to make a judgment call right now. But if you're in Lily or you're concerned or you're questioning, just know that nobody really has any answers. It's still an open thing. Time's got to tell about that business. Time's got to tell about the industry overall. I think we'll be fine long-term. We got a ways to go before we get there, though. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors, the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.